0: So inherently in our DNA, social means are really important to us, and giving back is really important to us. So that's also really exciting. Not only are we, you know, selling bars and you know growing this company, but also are we giving back to you know the farmers that actually help us create this product essentially? Have you ever wondered how do you
1: grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanyono, and welcome to the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. I have a young and exciting entrepreneur here with me today. His name is Griffin Spolansky. And at such a young age, Griffin is growing his first CPG brand and is already on a great path to success. Griffin founded Mescla with a co-founder named uh, Coco. And Mescla is uh, basically, it's a plant-based gluten-free protein bar. And they work with regional farmers from all around the world to bring flavors of the world into a healthy and crunchy snacks and they also allocate a portion of sales to support those communities that harvest the ingredients and on top of that meskla also funds art programs that support children's development so super excited to have you here welcome Griffin to the show Vincent thanks a lot excited to be here yeah can uh, can you take me back a bit on your story like you first met Coco when she was a guest Presenter in your social entrepreneurship class, right? So, how do you go from like listening to a guest presenter to eventually like co founding a a business together?
0: (laughs) Great question. Yeah. So, I was at the University of Virginia and Coco was actually presenting to my social entrepreneurship class. And, you know, she had a small granola company and I was really interested in food and entrepreneurship. So, we started chatting. Uh, And it just happened very organically. I wanted to learn more about what she was doing. I wanted to learn more about the food industry. Um, You know, we had great synthesis right off the bat. And one thing led to the next. And we literally, you know, started making recipes in her kitchen every week. And that became every day. And that's kind of how things progressed until until we ended up founding Mezcla together.
1: Wow, yeah. So you were taking a social entrepreneurship class. does that mean like when you were in school you already knew that you wanted to start a business?
0: Yeah, I've known my whole life that there's something i wanted to do. So I actually I come from a family of entrepreneurs and it's kind of in my blood, if you will. So it's something that I've always been really excited about
1: doing, honestly. Uh so did did it like when you were in school, uh, did it I I believe you were also like offered a job, right? Which you turned down. So was that like a yeah. <laughs> that was like an easy decision for you? Like I guess.
0: <laughs> um yeah it was an easy decision for me my family wasn't so happy obviously because i obviously was forgoing a salary and forgoing a lot of security for something a lot less secure obviously but i was i was pretty it, and i was pretty excited about you know going the entrepreneurship route so it, for me it was a pretty easy decision
1: mm-hmm. uh, i'm curious like what do you enjoy most about what you do right now being in a in a Building your own business, especially also giving back to the to the
0: social communities as well. That's a great question. Uh a few things. One, I love solving problems. And every day I wake up, there's another problem. Um, you know, we've had great growth and we're seeing great success, but at the same time, like, you know, you still have to problem solve, you still have to fix issues, you still have to figure out how you can do better. So every day I'm faced with those challenges, and that's really exciting for me. And then, you know, to what you said earlier everything we do has a give back tied in. This was founded out of a social entrepreneurship class. So inherently, in our DNA, like, social, social means are really important to us and giving back is really important to us. So that's also really exciting. Not only are we, you know, selling bars and, you know, growing this company, but also are we giving back to, you know, the farmers that actually help us create this product, essentially. Mm-hmm. So
1: how many, how many countries are you uh, sourcing from right now? Uh, so, so is it if I understand correctly, like you source from those uh, places and then that 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 is also the flavor that is uh, branded into the product. Is that is that how it works?
0: That's absolutely right. So for example, you know, we have a Japanese matcha vanilla bar. We source our matcha directly from Japan and then we actually give back to fight food insecurity in Japan. Um, so that's how we kind of do it. And right now we highlight three flavors. So we highlight a Peruvian cocoa, a Japanese matcha, and then a Mexican uh, a Mexican chipotle. So that's it's, it's all. And then actually, we just launched a Canadian blueberry bar as well. Uh, Canadian maple blueberry bar, excuse me, where the maple comes from Canada. So uh, it's been it's been really exciting to see the feedback we've been getting.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. And talk to me also about your other uh, social. Uh, mission as well with the mes- I, I believe you call it masculine movement I saw on your website where you support the, the artist like how does that like how does that connect the like a protein bar how does it connect with art
0: right that's a great question well you know something that we thought was really interesting was we wanted to highlight you know people from all over the world uh, just like we were highlighting ingredients from all over the world so what we're doing is we're actually highlighting a different artist every month on our website uh, and that's all user generated art user submitted art uh, and the whole idea is, you know, like let's highlight people that that are, you know, great artists that want to be seen. So that's what we're doing on the art side of things.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I definitely, uh, if you're listening to this, definitely uh, check out the the art that is featured on on Mescla. Uh, do you, Do you also do uh,
0: art yourself, Griffin? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not the not <laughs> the best artist myself, to be honest with you. Yeah, 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 me, me
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious, uh, Griffin, because there's like so much competition in, uh, in the protein bars market and there's even like many new brands, new flavors coming out all the time. So what have you found to like uh, the best way to differentiate your, your own brand and also to, to like attract your ideal customers?
0: So it's tough, right? It's really tough. It's a saturated market. It's a busy market fortunately we're breaking through right like you know the retailers were in i had a conversation with one of our distributors yesterday we're moving really really well right now and we're cutting through all of the noise and i think it, for me it boils down to two things one is the product if you look at the Pro bar market 98 or 99 percent of the bars have the same texture they're this like doughy date like texture whereas for us we're this like crispy like uh Puffed texture that is just completely different than really anything on the market. To be honest with you, and I think that's helping us a ton. And you can see it, you know, in our repeat purchase rate online. You can see it in our velocity in stores. People love the product and they're coming back. And then on top of that, I think that we have a unique go-to-market strategy, uh, unique design, unique wrappers. So that's also helping us as well. So I think you know, look, it's it's hard to cut through, but in the end of the day, if your branding is on point and if the product's great people are going to continually come back for more.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, I think you, brought up, you brought up a good point there, that like the branding and all the, it has to be on point. Can you walk me through like some of your process? How do you know that that is going to
0: like resonate with, your, with the market? Great question. So a few things. So one is a lot of testing and iterating, right? So when we initially launched, we put our boxes on the shelf and they weren't moving very well. And we had to figure out why. And we you know, had a lot of discussions around why And we ultimately realized a few things. One, we weren't showing the food on the front of our boxes. And two, our box profile, it was too small. It was too narrow on the shelf. So we fixed those two things and we're just testing it. And we're like, okay, let's see what happens now. And then the velocity shot up, right? So that was one thing we did, just like test and iterate. And then another thing is we survey our consumers. So we reach out to all of our consumers and we ask them, and we we did this through like an online survey. And we asked them what they like about the product, what they don't like about the product, like, what the most important nutrition facts are to them. And from there, we have a pretty good data set to go and act on. So it's two things. It's one, like testing, iterating on our own and two, getting data from our customer base and implementing, you know, their suggestions.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Like, uh always listening to the customers and i also believe that the customers they are like the the market genius right <laughs> they're the marketing genius, <laughs> they, they know what what they want and and of course yeah. also always always testing and listening back to the to the feedback that uh you're getting from the the data
0: right right That that's so important right you know we have to listen to our customers and i think that it's easy to be very focused on what we want and how we want to go about this but in the end of the day our customers are our lifeblood and we need to listen to them. So I completely agree.
1: Yeah, you've made great progress in there just a little over a year from uh, launching Mescla. Where do you see your business in let's say uh, one to two years time?
0: <laughs> That's a great question. Do you mean financially? Like, w- like, Can you expand on that question a little bit? Uh, like what's your vision
1: for your business? Are you going to be like launching new products? Are you going to be like, it can be also be revenue wise, can be like uh, launching in several countries? You know uh, what's what's your vision? Like? Great
0: question. So we're really trying to innovate in the plant-based space, and we wanted to prove our concept in protein bars. Uh, but our goal is to innovate from there. So we have some really exciting plant-based innovation, kind of reinvigorating old categories, if you will, that's coming in the pipeline. So our goal is to be in multiple places in the gro- in you know in the grocery store uh, in the next two to three years, uh, and also just have you know very robust e-commerce and Amazon business uh and also outside of that just a brand that people resonate with you know outside of oh this is a great product they understand the brand they resonate with the brand and they're excited about the brand so i think you know the short answer to your question is plant-based innovation and a really sticky brand that, that's what i'm really hoping for in the next two or three years that's an excellent vision and uh,
1: uh, there's one this one question that i like to ask my guest um is what is
0: uh, the best advice that you have ever received I would say, don't be afraid to fail and go for it. Honestly, Um, you know it's it's scary to start your own venture, especially at a young age. But at any age, I'd assume honestly, and you know it's it's really difficult. There are a lot of hurdles. I you know I'm 24. I'm not going out partying all the time. You know there are a lot of things I have to sacrifice. Obviously, but I think in the end of the day, it's all about taking risks and that's the best advice that i ever got you know take risks go for it um you know and and in the end of the day if you if you strive to do what you want to do you, you even if even if you know one venture doesn't work you I, I don't think that it's a failure truthfully i think that's success and you learn from it and go on and go forth so i would say the best advice i've ever gotten is take risks and just go for it mm-hmm. so if someone is uh, like going out of us. Uh like in college right
1: now and <laughs> they are thinking about uh, starting their own business, like like what you did, would you, would you recommend it? Or do you think that's only like for certain type of people who are like really, really go-getters? Uh,
0: I mean, yeah, it's definitely for a certain, certain type of person, right? Like if you're not, if you're not able to work right, because in the beginning for the first few years, or at least the first year, for the most part, you're on your own or you might have a co-founder, but you don't have a big team around you. So you need to be very diligent and you need to be able to do things on your own. So if you can't do that, I would definitely not recommend starting your own company right off the bat. But, you know, if you don't need that that team around you and if you can do things in multitask and you're not, you know, super, if, if you're not super risk-averse, then I I would say go for it 100%. But obviously you have to weigh the, the pros and cons and you have to understand who you are internally as a person. So you know, it's not for everyone and I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I can't give a Blake an answer on that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you brought up a good point that, that you have to really understand yourself, right? If you're the type of person that can, can make it happen, then, then why not? But if you're somebody that's um, uh, like, you don't, you don't want sacrifice to sacrifice to make it work, that's probably not a good right. idea. And the
0: thing is <laughs> like, you know, if you, if you need a lot of structure, I would say definitely don't do it, right? <laughs> because there's no structure at all. So uh, yeah, it just depends on the person for sure.
1: Yeah, that's, that's excellent advice, Griffin. So uh, for people who want to check out Mezcla, they want to learn more about uh, your, your products or they want to they want to try some of your protein bars, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Yeah, great question. So you can find us on Amazon. You can find us on our website at eatmezcla.com. You can find us in all fresh market locations in Erwan. Uh, and you know a bunch of other small independent retailers across the country. So uh, we also have a store mapper on our site. So if you uh, want to check out where you can find us in person, just go on our website, click on that store mapper, enter in your zip code, and uh, you'll find a few stores near you. So that's a great question, Vincent. Thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would definitely also put all the links in the show notes as well to the website and also on
1: Amazon. And uh, before we wrap this up, Griffin, is there any final uh, takeaways that you'd like to share or anything that, um, any, any burning things that you want to share that I didn't
0: ask? Not really. I think the, the biggest point I would say is in life in general, uh, and obviously I'm young, so I mean, I don't have the, the fruits of wisdom of old age, but I would just say in life in general, take risks and go after what you want. And that doesn't mean be uncalculated uh, but I would just say, you know, we have one life here and you got to take advantage of the opportunities you're given and you don't want to look back at the end of the day and feel like you didn't do what you wanted to do. So I would just say, take risks and get after it. Those are my, those are my biggest takeaways, I would say. And the biggest things that I've kind of learned from my family members and from the advisors and mentors around me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take that the risk and go for it. Yeah. Uh, and Thank you so much, Griffin, for being on the show. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Vincent, thanks a lot. Appreciate the time.